Abed and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Happy Friday. I got a special one today. This is one of our longer episodes. I recently sat down with Mark Hunt, game designer. He designed a few things. I believe did a world. He likes to use the BX system, among other things. And he is a long-time Gangbusters player. So, in case you haven't heard, he redid the Gangbusters system in BX, D&D system. The, the uh, Mulvey, Mulvey Cook Marsh version of D&D. And it's just a fantastic fantastic product it really is so i got a chance to sit down on skype and talk with him about the the new book he came out he came out with a basic book recently and it's just selling like hotcakes it just it went silver in two days on drive through so that tells you something right there and i got a chance to sit down to tell so he could talk to me about how he what he did with it and how he made it as good as it is and what's he got in the future and all that kind of stuff and we'll get to him right after this hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, folks. I'm here with Mr. Mark Hunt, game designer. You can say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Mark has put out the BX version of gangbusters if anybody remembers that a a 1980s role-playing game tsr put out when i was in short pants i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah well actually more more like mid i think i was mid-20s or something like that boy do i feel old now uh but i want i wanted to give, give brief brief history of gangbusters it was uh Rick Krebs and Tom Mulvey, right? Mulvey was, uh, it was uh, Mark Akers. It's Mark, Rick Krebs and Mark Akers. I'm sorry. Tom Mulvey was also part of the, he worked on some of the design systems in it. He was part of the project, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I remember that Trouble Brewing was all him. So, yes. And uh, a mighty fine module it was. But it came out around the same time as, let's see, had Gang Boot Hill had been out for a while. It came out in so. 1982. 82, 82 yes. is a box set, and later on it was published as a book with the first module included because it was like, it's not a module, it's a sandbox. Okay, well, let's put it in there anyway. I think that, to me, that was brilliant because yes. when I first got the box set, I I, I don't know, I was kind of out to sea on it. I was like, where do I start? What is all this stuff about all these these illegal activities <laughs> That I could run. It's like, well, yeah, but that's I want to run a, a like a prohibition cops game. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like here, how to run the numbers? Here, how to fix it? How to fix a, a race? Here, it's like, well, that's nice if you're playing gangsters. What about the rest of it? 
well, that was one of the problems I think they had was how to um, market it and uh-huh. have, it, it spanned the whole era, and it yeah. was more than just cops and robbers. You had the uh, you know prohibition agents, you had the uh, yeah. reporters, all these things contributed to the genre. They right. really didn't have a niche for it. Even when they put stuff inside of Dragon Magazine, different things, uh-huh. they had like one uh, module thing they put out where you went against a big giant swarm of uh, locusts. It was like a, a pulp issue. Yeah. So yeah. that was like completely different. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. I just didn't feel like he gave me enough for what I wanted to do because I was, you know, I I was all in on this genre, you know. Yeah. I was, yeah, let's let's, you know, let's do some classic, you know, let me haul out my old Warner Brothers gangster movies and watch them first and then we'll go, but it's like, oh, you're a reporter, don't forget to do this, you're a private eye, don't forget to get your fee and protect your license. It's like that's it. What? <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's one of those things, TSR had this habit of putting out game systems like this, where they would give you a game system like how to run combat and stuff, but they'd sort of like just gloss over it. They'd give you like one page, a page and a half, and you're supposed to, because I I totally missed it the first time. I said, well, how do I run this game? Oh, wait, it's back here? Okay, fine. Now, well, a lot of stuff, that with their design, they were like so far ahead of us when we were at that age and stuff, they were like, you know, they'd already been game mastering, running stuff for 10 to 15 years. Yeah. By the time the audience, so they were advanced and we were catching up. Now we're starting to be where they were at way back then. Yeah. We can see it. Exactly. I just think they were like, like they, they were in war gamer mode. Like we're preaching to the choir. So we really don't have to go over this. Right. That's, you know, and that's it wasn't until much later I got another box set of it and I said, Oh, okay, it's a percentile system. I get it now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And also I think people I personally I think it was ahead of its time. Because people were just you know, they, they didn't know what to do with it and you had didn't have anything any any of the stuff like, you know, Boardwalk Empire now or Peaky Blinders and all this other stuff to give you examples of what they're talking about. And now yes. you got all this other media that you can you can say, Hey, just look at that. That's what we're talking about right here. Because, you know, you're a kid. You're not going to go look for an episode of The Untouchables or anything. You know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's 25 years old. I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah I'm a kid. So you've been yeah. playing how long? Oh, jeez. Since 82. Or <laughs> since uh, role, role playing? I've been playing since 79. But as soon as okay. this came out, I've been running Gangbusters since the day it came out. Wow. I, I jumped in at 81 <laughs> role playing and... I remember this coming out. The two, see, my my group. I've told this before. My my group at the time were hardcore champions players. Oh, I love Champ- champions. Champions in first edition AD and D. We did play our share of Warhammer Fantasy role play, but it was mainly AD and D and champions. And getting them to try anything new, even from TSR, was hard. Sure. You know, I had the same trouble with Marvel Face Rip. Marvel superheroes because right. what because well they're obviously they're they're says well, what do you need that we got champions you know so it was something different you know it's come on let's broaden our horizons here now they didn't want anything of it but anyway so you've been playing since eighty two this I mean if you've been playing did you was that your only game or were you like did you have oh, like a no, D&D? we played champions uh, we played D and D basic in our BX that was what we played first. 
Uh-huh. So that was like my first love. So it was being, you know, of course, we did AD&D because that was what you went into next. Right. But mostly BX. And then when this came out, I was like, oh, this is, I love this. This was my niche. So I stuck Good. to this. And, of course, we did champions. And I literally have played hundreds of different games since then. Now, if it's out, I want to play at least once. I play one game. If I like it, nice. If not, at least I played it. Right. That's a good. That's a good attitude. That's that's kind of what I encourage people. I just did an episode about play games you don't like once. Yeah. If you, even if you don't like it, okay, you don't like it, but there may be something in there that you might like that you can even steal <laughs> for yeah. your game. Might be some inspiration in there somewhere. Yeah, you there know. you go. So you've been playing this for a while, and I remember um, you got the rights from Rick Krebs. Or Rick Krebs well, got the bite, bites back from Watson. Right, yes, he got it right back from Wizard of the Coast. Uh-huh. They reverted, the rights reverted back to him, stuff like that. And then when they got balled out, it didn't get transferred over. So he'd been put up, and he had been looking for people to do something with it. He even put it on his site, you know, you're free to use things, stuff like that. And right. no one ever done anything. Okay. It just, you know, never went nowhere. So I asked him. So, you know, what do you got uh-huh. that? And he says, well, what about, you know, reproducing and reprint? He goes, no, he doesn't really want it, you know, the percentage yeah. dice back out there. So, you know, because he, like, he thinks it's great the way it was. And I agree with him. It's a great system. Uh-huh. But I wanted to do more, and I can't reprint his work to publish it. You know, I can't, like, just go, I can't redo all this again. So I had to create something new right. in order to expand on it. I could create works for the original stuff, and I did that for years. Mm-hmm. You know, I put, like, all those different modules I have on drive through RPG that right. reference the original material. And that did well, but I was thinking, you know what? I want to do some of my own and expand it. Right. And I, you know, I talked to him about maybe a retro clone or something. He goes, yeah, I think that would be a way to go. So okay. hence, Gangbusters <laughs> BX. <laughs> hey, it's been done before. I mean, for other systems. Uh, yeah. Okay. That, that kind of fills in some gaps for me too, because I remember you talking about Wanda, to redo this in another edition and I kept going and you kept coming out with stuff that I was using and it's like, okay, where's the book? <laughs> you know, here's all, all these little systems you gave me. Where's the book? You know, I'm drowning in paperwork here. Uh, but then you said you were going to do BX and I said, well, what happened to the, eh, whatever. So <laughs> you sent me the copy and I'm going, okay, BX edition. I looked through it and I was just blown away by by how easy this just slipped into that. Um, I mean, like I said, there's a precedent. I mean, Mutant Future, Goblinoid Games, is Gamma World with the BX system. Right. So you had a precedent that you could work from. And you did, I mean, I think you condensed this down admirably as far as like background and the, I don't like calling it fluff, but that's what it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, the, the, ba- the background stuff. I mean, you managed to, to condense it really good. And it, it's just, it works great. We, we've got we've got the four class. Now, the four classes don't seem like classes so much as types. Yeah, they're really types. Because the way I see it, the classes come from the type of campaign you're running. Uh-huh. You tell me what kind of we're running, like a crook, you know. Because typically, everyone's all... You know, gangsters are all cops, and mm-hmm. you can play it a lot of different ways, like you know, mixing and matching. But then right. it gets complicated on everybody, and it falls apart usually after the long run because you end up killing each other. Yeah. But this way, if you're all reporters, you still can play those same types as reporters or investigators or all these. They'll transfer over. 
into all the various campaigns and whatnot. So there's no class that gets left out. Folks, like if you play that, if you had, excuse me, if you had like a gangster no, and you're playing cops, well, you can't play that class. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you can. That's what I was yeah, going to say. I was, I was going to say at the beginning, pay attention to this page at the beginning of what type of game you'll play, folks, because you think you can run with different kinds on either side of the law, but it is really hard. I know from experience. <laughs> the last one I did at North Texas was like, first of all, I didn't have any sleep. But, but other than that, we had like two cops, a reporter, something else and my friend Vince decides to play a gangster and it's like you're gonna you're really gonna make this hard for me aren't you it's like there's no party cohesion here <laughs> at all yeah. and that's see to me that's one of the down the downsides of role-playing games in different genres some genres it it's just like you're not a group going down in a dungeon you're right. a group investigating something all over the place. So you have to keep bouncing back and forth between people. Sometimes that works if you can do it right, but most of the time it's it's a lot of work. Man, yeah. it's a lot of work. So I like the way you broke it down where it's the criminal campaign, detective campaign. And once again, I'm saying that you don't have to follow that, but I would strongly suggest it. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> um, so what do we have? We have the six stats, of course. And it works out pretty well. What you you gave it a six level cap, I noticed. Yes. And uh, now the other six levels are coming in the expert set. Yes, it's going to be ex basic experts, hence the BX. Right. <clears throat> Which I I think it's I like some guy I love some guy put others. Will there be an advanced later? I said, what do you need that for? <laughs> this is fine. You know, you put out the expert. You don't need anything else. You want to put it on, you know, put it on the hardback. Just live with it, yeah, will you? Uh, so we have brutish, educated, connected, and street smart, which to me falls in line with the four basic D&D classes, yeah, modernized. Um, and what I, I don't want to grill you, I don't want to grill you on this point. Well, but... I can have a D four, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> what I want to know is. How do we adjudicate armor class? <laughs> right. We were talking about that last night in Tavern Chat. Sure. Right. Yeah, it's pretty simple. What I did, you had to base it on something. So what I did, I just based it on, okay, let me, I have to go back one first. Uh-huh. In Tall Tales, which I did first, was that was my test bed for how I'm doing things. You right. have um, basically working clothes, uh, fancy duds, right. and regular street clothes. And so right. you had the five seven, you know, the typical armor class that, you know, you would get someone with the D&D &D set. Yeah, three, five, seven, yeah. Right. So, uh, fancy duds, you're, these are like suits and ties and nice things like that, and you, your armor class is not just how hard it is to hit, it's a part of presentation, style, grace, all these things in presence ties into your street wiseness, so it's like a, it's an abstract thing. It's not right. like, well, well, AC is AC like hit points has always been an abstract concept. Right. So the, the the more you dress up, the better you feel, the smoother you are, the less likely you're going to be a hit. That's the way I see it. We had a big laugh over the fact that if you wear a fedora, you get plus one armor. Yeah, 
yes, yes. And then, you know, give you bonus six, you know, just like in the Tall Tales, you have like a badge. You can wear a badge and get a bonus, like the black hat and the white hat. You can, right. But you're known as being a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. And and also, I said, even the other, but even like D&D and things have, have said that armor class is more than just the armor you're wearing. It's your dex, your dexterity, your intuition, your, you know, it's the whole thing in a fight. You're not just, somebody's not just whacking at you with a sword. You're dodging. You're like, you know, you're trying to faint and get in with them. So that's the whole thing on armor. So if you think of it as a more abstract idea like that, I can buy that. Yeah. And you got to look at the, look what we're emulating. Yeah. The gangster era. So whenever you see these guys going to battle, nine times out of 10, they got the, suits and you know top hats and coats and they're sure because that's what you wear in the fight (laughs) yeah well you wear any clothes but it just right yeah i I see what you're saying i see what you're saying it's just and we just eric brought up a point he says maybe you shouldn't call it armor class like defense class or something because when people people gamers who've been playing think of armor class that's exactly what they think of you're wearing chain mail you're wearing plate you're wearing leather you know that kind of thing you know, I had uh, thought about changing that, but I didn't want to go too far because some people will be like, well, you change this in this way, and people get confused. I just want to just leave it AC. Hey, snowflake's not allowed around here. And just, you know, just call it, what it's armor class because by any other man, I could have called it defense. I could have called it um, streetwise. I could have yeah. called it a myriad of different things. But AC is what it breaks down to at the end of the day. Okay. And to make it cross-compatible, I'll just use AC. Okay. No problem. I mean, you know, you the, as long as <laughs> as long as the four classes align, I'm fine <laughs> with something. Yeah. I need a frame of reference. Well, that's a Literally, it can plug. This will plug right into every other BX thing out there with yeah. no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You can take a module, BX module, you know, file off the serial numbers, and you got you a you know an adventure if you yeah. do it right. So we've got the base. We've got the, the all the BX tropes here, and by the way, I love that you've got you, instead of instead of uh, instead of turning undead, you've got roughing up and threatening. Yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> I thought that was great. It's like, okay, I see T. You're gonna turn them? No, I'm gonna threaten them. <laughs> you know? I mean, you've yeah. got everything in here. You've got even how uh, you know come up with adventures. I got a two page spread on that. The judge non-play. Everything's kind of it's solid. I mean, I can tell you've been Thanks. playing this for a long time. Uh, and in fact, I think you may have. Done, uh, I'm sorry, Mark, but I think you may have done him one better as far as like um, presentation and clarity. <laughs> Not that he wasn't cleared, but I don't know. I think it's Gygax disease where they tend to like get a little too verbose sometimes. It wasn't just the DM, the one EDMG. It's just like it was it was Gygax disease. All of a sudden everybody has to over explain everything. And you know, I didn't care how much I earned from bookmaking that month. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I tried to kill all that. Yeah. But he's got everything here, folks. You know, he talks about the law. Trials, law enforcement, and he, and like I said, since they were getting too verbose, you cut to the chase, and it's like this, 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 and this, and that's it. And I think you know that chapter is what, like five page, yeah. less than five pages. Um, 
this is 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 a great book. I'm just thumbing through it while we're talking here, and it's. Um, have you run any of this yet? Oh, I mean, yeah. that's kind of that's kind of stupid question, but you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, run it for a while. It does well. This this version, okay. Yeah. Uh, how's your group like it? Oh man, we've been loving it. Well, really? like I say, we started with Tall Tales. That was my test bed, right. you know, for the mechanics and different things, uh-huh. and we tweaked it from there. And I said, okay, let's try a couple of games of this. Okay, it works. So I just busted this right out. You know, I just said, okay, I'm going to go for it. Cool. And I like your quote-unquote monster section, the yeah. adversaries, yeah. Uh, because that really is a great supplement to the character creation. Because you, at BX, you know, regular BX, you have races class. And you kind of got that here because you got the four types, the, the, the brutish, the connected, all that other stuff. But if you go into the quote-unquote monster section, you want to find out what kind of person you want to play. And I just want to say, okay... Um, you're a, uh, let's see, you're a police detective. Okay, go to police detective in the monster section, and you see where the special abilities are, you get those. Yeah. And so that way they can say, okay, I'm connected, but what kind of, you know, I let them tell me what they want to do, and then it's like, okay, let's define a little more, just a little bit, and then we're going to go. So everybody's happy. Because yeah. the the four class the four classes are a little vague, but in the back you can define them better. Right. The expert rules is going to allow. Well, if you look at the original uh, Gangbusters, it had the uh-huh. basic and stuff and the expert in it, uh-huh. and they were basically you just roll your stats, and that was your who you were. Yeah, I think they gave you like four <laughs> four different types you could play, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. But in the expert books, I'm going to have like the backgrounds where I showed mm-hmm. you on the. Um, on Facebook, I posted the where you can uh-huh. roll for backgrounds, so you can right. see what kind of stuff you had and learn before gameplay, uh-huh. and that's going to help out. And you can pick, say, okay, I was like a vaudevillian, and then I became a uh, detective. So right. you have the, all these skills that you can pick up by being in the show, and maybe you know some people, right. and different things like that. And that's but, all going to let's, the expert let's, is going to enhance play. Okay, let's talk about skills for a minute. Uh, yeah. We have you have the boxing and martial arts skill, and that's it. And I applaud you for that, I <laughs> because I have I have a really funny relationship with skill systems in role playing games, yeah. and although I like the one in Gangbusters, I thought it was pretty it was pretty nice and streamlined. It was fair, uh, yeah. But at the same time, I I just want to go with talents in my game, saying, okay, you used to do this. If you can find any way to apply this to the situation at hand and convince me of it, you get a plus three on it. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. (laughs) But I I understand, like, boxing and martial arts have to have their separate thing. So I think of it as, like, in regular first edition, I think of, like, special abilities, like a monk's special ability or stuff. And I'm not going to let everybody have boxing. Everybody's going to go, oh, I'm going to have boxing. No, you're not going to have boxing. Everyone's going to be a boxer and martial artist. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're not kung fu fighting here. Stop it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to try. Oh, yeah. And we got the hand-to-hand right ironed out which i really am i'm happy i'm so happy with that that's going into my other games <laughs> are good well yeah. i told you i had it in the works it was just a matter of getting it refining for the expert book yeah i mean it's you know as far as them making saves to stay up on their feet i think that's great because yeah. that is so true to that genre and to other genres too 
Yeah, because you're shaking uh, it off and staying on your feet. That yeah. was so common. You watch the old movies and stuff. That was like what you you can literally watch that happen as you're watching the movie. I watched a movie the other day called Blood on the Sun. It was one of those World War II anti-Japanese propaganda type films they had. It was 1945. It starred Jimmy James Cagney. And they had a fight at the end where it was probably the sloppiest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> but it, in this in this warehouse at the docks, and but it was so true to life. Yeah. I mean, yes, this is how they they'd be throwing each other around, banging into stuff, trying to get up, and all this other stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's the way fights are supposed to be. Yeah, you know, and you can emulate that perfectly. <laughs> you know, you watch them today in these action films; they look choreographed. They look too choreographed. Oh, yeah. well, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and you watch. You know, I'm looking over here at my, if you can see my my DVD case yeah, back there. I'm looking. I'm looking at like M Squad and Peter Gunn. Oh yeah. And you know, I've watched most of the Peter Gunn show, and their fights are like, yeah, this is just you're trying to kill each other. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this is. Something pretty. You're just trying to kill each other, you know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, I love I love the way that emulates this. This is a great great book. So it's on drive through RPG, of course. Right. P- print on demand and uh, and uh, it's gonna be up on Lulu real soon. Oh, you're gonna put a Lulu? Okay. I'm gonna put up a Lulu so people can order because people want to order it. I'm gonna have it like in. I'm gonna try to get it on Amazon and different things like that, so we'll be able to get that. All right. the way out there in different you, places. If they want to put it on their, you know, stores, they can do that too. You can you, order it and sell it there. And you just put a little PDF out with four like plot hooks for for the hard way. For the for, hard way, quick and, adventures to get you going. And it's really nice. This is what I want to ask. Something I want to ask you here. Yep, yep. Um, because I'm kind of puzzled on this. I was puzzled on the original Gangbusters, and I'm puzzled here too. But what about sandbox play? How yeah. does, can that happen? I mean, you know, they're wandering on the, around the city and just they stumble. You know, I was working. And... I'm working on a way where you do. It's going to be called neighbor crawl, neighborhood crawls. Uh-huh. You crawl around the neighborhood. It's basically, instead of like you know hex crawl, uh-huh. it's going to be in the city in the neighborhood where you go from block to block and different things happen. Okay. So basically, it's going to be a cop on patrol, and you know, on your patrol, you go, you know, um, first street, second street, different blocks, different stuff, and that can happen. Or like a bub crawl, you know, a bar crawl, a pub crawl. It's That'll going to be work. kind of those same kind of rules. Okay. Okay, I can handle that. Uh, I just, I looked there and go, because this is one game I always feel like I have to, like, make a specific plot. Well, maybe because I'm running at conventions, but, but make a specific plot and, you know, have this framework and stuff that I can't let. I'm, I don't railroad, but. I just feel like I have to have more structure with this game than, like, say, a D and D, you know, well, type thing. Well, if you look at some of the NPCs and stuff I put out, they all have some kind of backstory, and they're all doing something. Oh yeah. I mean, every last one of them has usually one or two things that they're trying to do, and you can have your players butt up against one of those guys. That's a good and idea. That right fact, was... You're yes? right. In fact, the uh, <laughs> Joe's Diner, your supplement. Yeah. That's where I got my first two-part convention game about the guy selling the the real, you know, the guy. The real estate guy, okay, yeah. Yeah, shystering him out of real estate, and I just expanded on that, and that worked great. Yeah. Oh, my God, we had murder mayhem. We had a, a, a booze raid by the river. It was great, you know. 
And that's just one guy at that whole book. And there's plenty more hooks in there. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love that kind of stuff. Well, so just like we... Joe, Joe's Diner is the proverbial, we meet at the tavern. Oh, that's my, that's my, that's where I start most of mine. In fact, the, the one shot I'm going to do in a couple of weeks, that's where we're going to start is Joe's Tavern. It's just that you've got to have something happen right away, you know? Yeah. You, can't you can let... do it right there. I, I have that trouble, too. I have that trouble at the beginning of, like, you're in a tavern, you're drinking, da-da-da-da-da. Guys, do something. <laughs> but yeah. you should wait for them. Throw something at them. But... Well, like, well, you can do this. Like, for instance, you can have them go to the crap game that's behind the place, right off the mm-hmm. bat. Right. Then that's you got the, the you could have a shootout at the um the green uh place down the road where they're yeah. delivering hooch. Yeah, that, green, or the cop that's on patrol. Something could happen because he's looking for missing kids. There's always something that you can throw at them right away while they're sitting at the tavern. Oh yeah. Well that's good. That's good. So what do we got in the future here? I know ex I know expert has to come out. Yeah, then expert. I got I'm working on um, ready reference sheets. I got those pretty much done. Okay. Uh GM screen. Right. I got like three people working on adventures. Ooh. So, so I got three more adventures in the works. Hooah. And then, of course, once that gets going, I want to do, um, I'm probably going to redo um, Joe's, uh, Joe's, bar- Joe's, Joe's Diner. Joe's Diner. And up, I'm going to probably add about a dozen more things to it, uh-huh. NPCs. So that's at least 20 more adventures. Good. It's going to be you, baked right in. And you said something about coming out with BNX and a hardback or something. Yeah, I want to do once the, once the basic and the expert come out, I want to see about a hardback, combine the two books and make it into a hardback. So, because a lot of people like I have a hardback. Right. But it doesn't do any good to do it until the expert book's out mm-hmm. and then see what needs. And then I'm going to listen to some feedback. You know, if I need to make changes, it'll occur between that and the hard book. Okay. Uh, yeah, I always, you know, the, people say, well, why don't you just buy it as it come out? I says, no, you wait for the hardback and stuff. So they correct everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's, so that'd be on drive through RPG folks, uh, print on demand or PDF, or they even got a, right now they're the PDF and print bundle is on sale. Yes. Um, so, and, and even if it isn't on sale, it's like 20 bucks you get both of them. That's a deal. And everybody I showed this to is impressed. Everybody. And they didn't have, they don't even, you know, they just thumb through it. They're not even playing it. They're just going, wow, this is really cool. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff in here. Does it really need an expert? Yes, it needs an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I want those other six levels. Yeah, the other six levels plus all the other goodies that are going to come along with yeah. it. Other refinements. You know, you want, you see places like Night Owl Workshop who takes all, they, they do different genres with white box. And I don't know. And even Astonishing Swordsman, 12 level cap, 12 level seems to be the place, to, good place to stop. Well, if you look at it, even in the um, original, they capped out at 15th level. Yeah. In the original Gangbusters. So I figure 12 is close enough. Yeah, I mean, and BX caps out at 14, so, you know. Yeah. And how often, I mean, a lot of characters, if they survive that long, especially if you're running crooks, you're doing real good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just get, you know, I at the time, I just couldn't get a handle on running a gangster game. Uh, not because of the fatalities, it's just that, you know, it just the, the the information didn't seem to be flowing as good as when you're doing a law enforcement campaign. Yeah. But now that I watch these shows like uh, Boardwalk Empire and stuff like that, I can see how they do it. 
You know, if, even if I have to go back and watch the Godfather films, you know. Yeah. I well, like I said, it. you can take a Dukes of Hazard, file off the serial numbers, any of those episodes, and you can run that as a, you know, a criminal campaign. I never thought of that. I mean, all of, of them fit, you know. General Lee out there running bootleg, you know, bootleg. Boom. I put them in. the sheriff is chasing them. Boom, you got an episode. I did a, I did a D6 Star Wars game with the Dukes of Hazzard is with they had one of Luke's uh, hovercraft and they uh-huh. you, you know and you know the the backwoods the backwoods sheriff for the Imperium <laughs> would try to catch him and all that anyway so let's go out and get this folks let's see a lot I want to see a lot of support please I, I don't know I don't know if I should like plead or demand <laughs> but I <laughs> I would like to see a lot of support for this game. This is a fun, fun game. And I think it's time has finally come. Like I said, I think Gangbusters in 82 was a little ahead of its time. Because people just didn't know what to do with it. Now we know what to do with it. And, you know, there's nothing but, you know, good times for this. You're going to have a lot, a lot of fun. So... Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Thank I you for having it. me. Yeah, you get, it's great. Okay. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you coming by. If you folks want to talk to me about this or anything else, uh, oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can get a voicemail out to me on Anchor. And I'd like to thank, because we are monetized, a little as 99 cents a month, you can support this program, and I'd thank you. Get some, maybe get some more nice interviews like this. And I'd like to thank Jonathan Dorje Wendell-Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Mark C. Walring, Gilbert Soros, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, and Daniel Reynolds for supporting me. You guys are great. And if you uh, if you ever tune out Anchor, look for the Yawning Owlbear podcast. That's Mark C. Walring's podcast. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.